0: The pre mid Years, session number 281. Hello, and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The pre Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path, to becoming a physician. Now the pre-med path is long, it's hard. And when it comes to applying to medical school, that's a whole nother ballgame all together. And I help students with their applications and I get the same questions over and over again from both students that I help and students that are in the pre-med hangout on Facebook or emails that I get. And a lot of times it's all around application timing. What does that timeline look like? If I do this, will it affect my application? If I delay the MCAT, will it affect my application? How will it affect my application? And so that's what I want to dive into today. Before I dive into that, I want to mention, if you are interested in full-length practice exams for the MCAT, right? the MCAT, one of the biggest tests that you're ever going to take, probably the biggest test you're ever going to take before medical school, we when you study for the mcat full length practice exams are the way to go the double amc sells three full length practice exams that are scored they have one unscored one and then the second best set of full length practice exams from feedback from you guys from students i hear from you guys that say next step test preps full length exams are second best to double amc if you are interested in checking out the next step full length exams you can do so at medicalschoolhq.net slash nextstep and use the promo code MSHQ to save 10% on those full-length exams. When you do that, you save some money and I get a little beer money in return. So I'd appreciate it if you are thinking about using Next Step for any services or for their full-length exams. Use the promo code MSHQ and I get a little beer money for that. So let's talk timeline and let's start with MCAT because... I think the MCAT is the biggest variable that determines everything else in this process. Before we dive into the MCAT, though, let's talk general timeline. Now, remember, there are three different application services out there. You have TMDSAS for the Texas Medical Schools. You have AMCAS, AMCAS for... MD Medical Schools, and ACOMAS, A-A-C-O-M-A-S. I don't know why I thought I'd spell them out for you today, but I did. So you have ACOMAS for DO Medical Schools, most DO Medical Schools, AMCAS for most MD Medical Schools, and TMDSAS, filling out the public medical schools in Texas. And so those three application services roughly follow the same timeline. TMDSAS this year opens May 1st. You have AMCAS this year, again, for MD Medical Schools, opens May 2nd. And you have a ACOMIS opens May 3rd. So you have the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, each application service opening up for applications. Now, there is one major difference with AMCAS. TMDSAS and ACOMIS, you can submit your application immediately. As soon as you enter your information you've checked it, triple-checked it, quadruple-checked it, and it's ready to go, you can submit it right then and there. With AMCAS, there's a delay between when the application opens up and when you can actually submit. And this year, in 2018, the submission date is May 31st. Usually, it's around the first week of June. This year, it's May 31st, so a little bit earlier than it has been previously. Now, one interesting thing for AMCAS and ACOMIS that many students don't know, is that once you submit your application, that doesn't mean schools are getting it. If you apply early, right, you, you apply right at the end of May, beginning of June for AMCAS, around the same time for a COMAS. your transcripts, your application, needs to go through a verification process, and that is done manually. After that is done, there's still a delay for when the first wave of applications goes out to medical schools. For AMCAS this year, it's June 29th. June 29th is when AMCAS will send the first wave of verified applications to medical schools. So it's not until June 29th where medical schools will find out that you have applied to them through the AMCAS service. ACOMIS this year is sending sending out the applications June 15th. Now, TMDSAS doesn't give that information, so I'm not sure if they send out that first wave, or if they send out on a rolling basis immediately. After that first wave of applications goes out, then the data is available for any medical school at any time, depending on when they want to pull down that information from the application services. There's always just that first wave there's where there's a delay. All right, so there's our dates. June 15th for Comus, June 29th for AMCAS when schools are actually notified, assuming you apply early within those first couple weeks, assuming you apply then, and your application gets verified before that first wave goes out June 15th and June 29th. So let's look at MCAT dates. The ideal time to take the MCAT is March or April. That way you get your score back before you submit your application. Remember, it takes about a month before your MCAT score comes back. And in that time where you take the MCAT, let's say in March, you have March to May to to work on your application, finish up your personal statement, finish up your extracurriculars, get those letters of recommendations in, continue to shadow, continue to do extracurricular activities, continue to do your classes. There's so many moving pieces through this application process that sometimes your head starts to spin. And so taking the MCAT early in March or April allows you a little bit of extra time to solely focus on the application. And yet, Day in and day out, I'll get an email from somebody or somebody will post in the Hangout on Facebook, which if you're not part of, go to Pre-Med Hangout. Just search for Pre-Med Hangout on Facebook. If you're one of the many people who are trying to get away from Facebook, don't forget we have a community over on medicalschoolhq.net as well. Click on the forums and join the community over there. With pushing back the MCAT, the question I get is, when's the latest I can take it? Right? I'm, I'm registered in May, can I take it in June? I'm registered in June, can I take it in July? The question that I always ask, first and foremost, is what's going to change between now and then to warrant pushing back your MCAT one month? Or are you going to get lazy and say, oh, I have an extra month, I, I don't have to study today. Right. So that's always the first question I ask. But let's assume that the student had something come up and, and you needed to push it back for whatever reason. And you're going to work hard, you're going to study, you're going to get it done. Let's look at a late June MCAT test date. And late June is typically when I tell students, look, you can take it later than then, but I don't recommend it. Late June is, is about the latest that I recommend for applying that same year. Now, I want to put an asterisk on this because... There are plenty of students out there who have taken a later MCAT, who have applied later, who have gotten into medical school. But those students usually have something that the medical school is looking for. They're a, a military vet. They're LGBT. They're a person of color. They're from a rural area. They're from a lower socioeconomic area. They're whatever they are. The school may be looking for somebody that, that they, they fit. Right They fit that community that the school is putting together, and so don't think that it's the norm to apply early or apply late rather, take the MCAT late and and be okay getting into medical school. And this is why I always harp on applying early. and so if we take the MCAT late June, it takes a month to get your score back, now we're looking at a score of late July hitting. The medical schools. In that time, the recommendation is still always apply as early as possible, even if you don't have your MCAT score, even if you already have an old MCAT score and it's a bad MCAT score. When you register for a new MCAT test, a new MCAT test date, that test date will go into your application and medical schools will see that you have a pending date and a pending score. And they don't care about your old score, they only care about your new score. Let me let me rephrase that. They may care about your old score, but they care about your new score because you're taking the test again and they're going to wait to process and review your application until that score comes back. So don't be afraid to apply with a bad score if you're registered to take the MCAT again. If you apply at the end of May, beginning of June, and you're not taking the MCAT until the end of June, what's going to happen is while you are preparing your personal statement, your extracurriculars, your letters of recommendations, any other hoops that the Medical school or the, the pre-health office at your undergrad institution wants you to jump through, whether it's writing a bio, uh, an autobiography like UCF does or writing other essays that other, medical, uh, other pre-health offices want you to do, you're doing all of that and you're prepping for the MCAT and you are likely taking classes. And so there's a lot of time being asked of you that is taking away from your MCAT prep. And so, yes, you can push it off, but you're doing more and more things in that process as well. And so if you submit your application at the end of May, beginning of June, then most students will go, okay, I'm done with that. I can write my, uh, I can study for my MCAT full time now. And so they will study for the MCAT full time, take the MCAT at the end of June, and yet something happens in the process, All right? June 15th, AMCAT, or ACOMIS says, hey, medical schools, these students are applying to your medical school. And if you're in that first wave of applications, you're going to start getting secondary essays back. June, 20, or June 29th for AMCAS, for MD medical schools. June 29th, that first wave of applications goes out and those medical schools say, hey, you're applying to our school. Fill out my secondary. And so when you apply to medical schools late or early, rather, if you apply to medical schools on time, right, beginning of June, end of May, and you are taking a late MCAT, you are hindering your ability to pre-write your secondaries. Or if you do pre-write them, you're taking away time from studying for the MCAT, right, which is the, the whole reason why you pushed it off. So you can study for it. And so if you are planning on pushing it back, you need to factor in all of these other pieces to the puzzle that will factor in your ability to do well on the MCAT as well as your ability to apply with a strong application on time as well as writing all of your secondary essays in a timely manner. There's a general rule of thumb out there that says you should turn around your secondary applications within about two weeks. And I generally follow that rule of thumb. I recommend you do as well. Is it terrible if you don't turn it around in two weeks? No, it's not going to destroy your application, but there may be some medical schools out there who are tracking how long it takes you to turn around your secondary essays. And the longer that you take, they assume there's less interest in you going to that medical school. And so maybe they won't interview you because of that. Writing secondaries takes a lot of time. They go faster the more you do, which is good because they kind of get repetitive, but they are very time-consuming. And when you apply to 20 medical schools and your wave of applications goes out all at the same time, those 20 medical schools are all going to send you, likely, a secondary essay. Even without, I, this is a huge, a huge point of discussion, even without your MCAT score. Even if you have a prior MCAT score that's bad, even if you've never taken the MCAT before, but you don't have a score in, they most likely, the majority of medical schools out there, will send you a secondary application because they don't screen to determine whether or not you are actually qualified to be a medical student at their school. They just care that you've applied and they they knee-jerk send you a secondary essay application to submit and to pay the secondary application fee. They don't care that there's a pending score. They'll send you that secondary. Once you turn around those secondaries, your score comes back at the end of July. If you are able to turn around those secondaries within a couple weeks, that's mid-July that we're looking at. And if your score doesn't come back until the end of July, medical schools are sitting on your application for a couple weeks before it is complete. That's not terrible. That's actually still pretty good. End of July, where everything is complete, that's not a bad deal. The longer you push it off, because of the way rolling admissions work, and the way that the rolling interview invites work, the longer that you wait, the less chance you have of getting into medical school. Right? I always say it's like a giant game of musical chairs. The longer the game goes, the less seats are available, the harder your chance of getting into medical school. And unlike musical chairs, where there's always just one extra player to the number of seats, in medical school, there's an ever-increasing curve, ever-increasing number of students applying as the application cycle goes on, and an ever-decreasing number of seats available, a number of interview slots available for the medical schools. And so that's why you need to apply early and understand how putting off the MCAT or pushing the MCAT back can affect you. Now, if you need to push it back past the end of June, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. If you need to push it back past July, I would say don't even bother applying this application cycle. Put it off until next year. And if you do that, then there's a high likelihood that you can just delay your MCAT as well. Take it at the end of the year, beginning of the next year. That way you're not cramming everything together. If you decide to delay your application a year, your MCAT prep isn't going the way you want it to. Maybe you need to go check out a tutor from Next Step or take more practice exams from Next Step. Again, using the promo code MSHQ. When you decide that you need more MCAT prep, take the time off, delay your application a year, stop stressing about writing your letters of rec- or writing your personal statement, writing your extracurriculars, prepping for the MCAT, and doing your classes. Finish your classes if you're in them. Push the MCAT back and and just take a deep breath and start over. That is okay. And, and much better than taking the MCAT very late in the application cycle, submitting your application very late, having a final application very late, and likely just wasting an application cycle, paying the money and wasting the cycle. The rest of the timeline, let's talk a, li- a little bit about the rest of the timeline. So we talked how May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd are when all the application cycles open up. As soon as those application cycles open up, you should print out the transcript request form and send them to all of the institutions with that you went to school to get official transcripts sent to the application services. That is a, kind of the first thing that you should be doing as soon as those application services open up. Again, that's beginning of May. Rewind. End of April, beginning of May, into June, you're working on your school list, right? School list comes last, in my mind. School list, in my mind, doesn't matter what your GPA is, doesn't matter what your MCAT score is, until the very end. Apply to schools that you want to go to, locations where you want to go, class sizes that fit your style, curriculum that fits your style, whatever it may be. And then look at MCAT and GPA. And I've talked about a bunch about that, so I won't harp on that anymore today. Maybe for another episode, we'll dive deep into those numbers. Personal statement. Start writing your personal statement in January. Your personal statement takes a long time to write. I have my guide to the medical school personal statement coming out in August in paperback at, on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, wherever you buy books. You can go to personalstatementbook.com. And pre order that now. If you're applying for next cycle, the 2019 cycle, to start medical school in 2020, that will be available for you. January, you should be starting your personal statement. Takes a lot of drafts to go through. January, February, March, you should be working on letters of recommendations from professors, from PIs, from supervisors at work, supervisors in your volunteering positions, wherever it may be. Set up an Interfolio account because you can't do anything with the letters until the application cycle opens up for that year. So if you set up an Interfolio account, you can have those letters sent immediately as soon as the letter writer is done with them. You can have those letters sent to Interfolio. The letter writer doesn't have to wait for any sort of timeline or any sort of application service to open up. And then when the application services open up, you can have Interfolio then submit the letters of recommendations to the application service. As soon as you're done or while you're still writing your personal statement, you should be working on your extracurriculars again. So that's around January, February timeframe, working on those extracurriculars. As soon as you submit your application, let's assume that you've taken the MCAT March or April You submit your applications in May. As soon as you click Submit, you are not done. Let's assume you're applying early June. The next thing you should do is turn around, find all of the secondary essays that are available for that school. And I will have on medicalschoolhq.net, I will have a secondary essays database, so to speak, where I'll have posts for each of the schools and the secondary essays they are looking for. So you can go to medicalschoolhq.net and find all of those there in the future, uh, but not immediately as this episode comes out. But as soon as you click Submit on your application, assuming your MCAT is done, go and start pre-writing your secondary essays. It's one of the biggest pieces of advice in this process. That way, when schools start sending back secondary essay application requests, and you get 10 of them in one day, you have them done already. You do one quick triple check and you submit it within a couple hours or within a couple days. You don't have to stress about it because it's basically already done. Now, there are times where the questions have changed and you have to scramble at the last minute and rewrite an answer, and that's okay. It's better than writing answers fresh for the first time for all 10 of those secondary essays that are coming back on the same day. So you have February January, February, writing personal statement, or starting to write personal statements, starting to write extracurriculars. As soon as you click submit on your application, you're working on secondaries. In January, February, March, you're working on letters of recommendations. You're hopefully not pushing back your MCAT later than the end of June. And then interviews start rolling in end of July, beginning of August, and they go all the way through March or April the next year. And then all of it happens all over again. So it's a very, very, very long process. But hopefully that timeline helped you. I think I covered the major issues or major um, stumbling blocks, stumbling points along the way for students as they're going through the application process and important dates and timelines and how everything affects each other in this process. If you have any further questions, go join the Hangout uh, on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com and click on the little search bar at the top and type Pre-Med Hangout. If you're not part of the group, click on Join, and we'll have one of our moderators hook you up and get you in. So I hope this was helpful for you. Again, if you're interested in Next Step Test Prep's full-length practice exams, use the promo code MSHQ to save 10% off those exams. The 10% works on their MCAT course as well. And on their, um, actually 10% only works on the practice exams and their QBank. And you save $50 on their MCAT course and tutoring as well using the promo code MSHQ. I hope you have a great week. If you have any suggestions for future episodes here on the Pre-Med years, let me know. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.